and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 249. Guys, we're one away from 250. Holy fuck. There's No Place Like Tara, a Stargate First Watch Rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I am Grace. And today we are going over SG1, yes. season 10. Yes. Episode 9. Uh-huh. Company of Thieves. Yes. AKA yep. deception checks all around. All the deception That's checks. That's all I got. I mean, it's kind of trash. My AKA is get off my plane. <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't tell me before the pod. <laughs> because you can only say it in the voice, too. You can't just say, AKA, get off my plane. Well, you can't fake the reaction to that. Like, I could not have pretended love that as hard as I love that. Get off my plane! <laughs> That's pretty fucking good. It actually really wants me to make go home and watch Air Force One. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. Um, but also... R.I.P. Good friend of ours in the pod in the in the not in the pod. Jeez, I'm scaring people. <laughs> R.I.P. to one of our favorite characters or one of my favorite characters, and side I'm sure we'll get into one that. One of our side favorite favorite side characters. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Be, like the the second tier yeah. guest stars. Yeah. Um. Everyone, raise a glass. Raise your for latte. Colonel Emerson. Oh. <laughs> So I don't think I ever got to mention, I don't mm. think I ever pointed out Matthew Glade before. Mm. So before I get into anything else, I'm just going to do that right off the bat because I'm do here do and we're talking about Emerson. Yeah. Here's the thing, guys. Matthew Glave, fellow Michigander. Oh. He is from Saginaw, which if you put your hand up. Is that in the Uber? It no. is not. Okay. In the if you put your hand up, it's right in that webbing of the thumb. Oh, I love this. He's right in the thumb joint. I like that. Yeah. I like that this. I like this concept of of Michiganders, yeah. who show you where they are by pointing to their hand. And you can do both hands because the upper peninsula is the other hand. Oh, I like that. Yeah, if you put your if you They're put your other like hand this. up like this, the way I'm showing it to Grace right now, it's, yeah, that's the key one. It's your, like when you're doing the dog shadow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your thumb is the key one. Mm -hmm. You just pull your little pinky up, and then that's the upper peninsula. Nice. I love the lower it. peninsula. I learn something new every day. There you go. Um... You also probably didn't realize that you saw him back in the day in The Wedding Singer. No. He was Drew Barrymore's fiance. <gasps> oh, yeah. So he has one of those faces that looks familiar, and I just thought, man, he's handsome. Everybody handsome looks like the same handsome. Basically. By the way, he's still handsome. Yes. Um, Argo, Mad Men, he was even, and is a face oh, that I, bet I, I know him from thought Mad I Men. recognized him. He was in an episode of Mad Men, and I and I didn't catch which episode it That's was. Okay, tell me his full name again. Uh, Matthew Glave, G L A V E. But he was in First Man, which you know I love that movie. As yeah. a real life figure, whom I also love, he was Chuck Yeager in nice. First Man. Uh, right now, you can see him in Safety on <laughs> Disney Plus. Glenn Gulia from The Wedding Singer. She was going to be Julia Gulia. I remember. Julia Gulia. Um, so yeah, he's on Disney Plus right now as Coach Bowman. Bowden, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, the other coach is someone else. Ah. Um, he also 
because I thought it looked familiar, there is a little-known new Netflix series. I think there's only one season called Bruise Brothers, which, shocker, Nick watched because it's a comedy starring a brewery, (laughs) um, which I believe he got to work with his wife. Nice. Um, But Serious as I Am to Be is long. Yeah, I'm going through it. I can't even get to Mad Men. That's how much stuff he's got. This guy. He will always be Colonel Emerson to me, but he's definitely a working actor. Holy moly. Uh, Mad Men, he's in one episode. Dead Michiganders, yo. I don't recognize it. I don't recognize the episode, but that's okay. But now I want to watch Mad Men. I have been contemplating if, if I'm going to... You know, here in the almost a year into quarantine, um, add Mad Men to my also rewatch the series list. It's so good. I want to know. It's so good. It's so good. It's just so, so, so good. And I've only seen it the one time through because it's like, it's like, like sometimes you don't want to go back and rewatch a series because watching it the first time was just such memories. Well, and this one in particular is so dense. It like, is. Like, it's so... Uh, it's like eating like chocolate truffles. But all day. we did just do a rewatch of Breaking Bad, so I feel like if oh, I did a rewatch of Breaking Bad, then I can do a rewatch of Bad Men. Yeah, I like it. Um, I'm watching my dogs as they both just got up and ran in separate directions. Oh, I've already seen. I've already seen one of them bring back two geckos today. Oh, so. okay. Yeah. Well, we're hunting. Yeah. Uh, how was your week in pop culture? Oh, week in pop culture. Um. I watch. I caught up on a few um, Apple TV Plus series. The one that I definitely you need to find a way to watch is okay. Dickinson. Okay. So I watched the first two episodes. It's about Emily Dickinson. Okay. Ovs. I was gonna say Emily. Ovs. Yeah. Um, I watched the first two episodes and I wasn't digging it as much because I didn't know what they were trying to do. Yeah. But then I went back and watched the entire first season, starting into the second season that's now currently airing. Okay. It's so good because they take Emily Dickinson, but they mix in like today's music and like the the characters have almost the mentality and viewpoints of today. Like, oh, interesting. They seem like current 20 year olds. Yeah. in, In how they're interacting. But, you know, one of them's now 22 and a mother and a widow. But, like... Interesting. It's really cool once I figured out what they were doing with the series. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested. That sounds... I could be into that. Like, just one of those sh- shifting things. Yeah. Where they take an existing idea, but shift it in as far as where it takes place. It, it They didn't shift it in where it takes place. Okay. They've shifted it because it's still set in... Oh, I mean, 1800s. like, where in time? Sorry. Well, it's still set the same time and time. Oh, okay, okay. It's still in the 1800s. Like, it is a period piece, but it's a period piece, and then they shift the, sort of, the the mentalities. It's like Anne with an E. Kind of Anne with an E, but even more so. Got it. Like, much more so, because they they will start dancing, and then the music, it's a, I would say it's a little bit more Bridgington. Okay. In terms of how they mixed in some of the current music and oh, cool. personalities of people. There's, I definitely want to check it out. There are some other Apple TV that I want to watch. There's Little America. Little America's really good. has been really on my good. list forever. So I may, I may finally do the, I may finally jump, jump on board. Uh, I've been going through some of our other things that we subscribe to and going, I watched one thing on this. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't need to watch this. 
I've so. been watching a fair amount of. You'd also love Morning Show, obviously. Oh yeah, I know that one. Based on um, shared um, yeah life. <laughs> I was career trying, experience. Sure, I was. Yeah. Tra- I was anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. And I have started playing a new video game. That's right. Nice. Me who said I would only play one video game ever. Uh huh is now playing a second video game and I firmly blame my brother. I'm now playing Immortals Phoenix Rising. Nice. Which is nice because it is portable, unlike Valhalla. Oh, because you got it on the Switch. I got it on the Switch. Smart. So we were enjoying a beautiful outside as one of us was working on like outdoorsy things. Yeah. And I was waiting for dinner to finish cooking, so I sat down with wine outside playing a video game. That's so smart. Uh, yeah, we only have the PlayStation. Um, we are going to get uh, Phoenix Rising at some point. Mm-hmm. But right now, I'm still in the I need soft, easy things to do. Oh, this is so, this is definitely a soft, easy well, game. <laughs> meaning I don't need anything new in my brain. Oh, I understand, yeah. So I'm replaying Uncharted for the umpteenth time. Listen, um, <laughs> you do what you got to do, yo. I'm replaying Uncharted 4 for the bazillionth time. Still love the game. Um, <laughs> what I do do, which I think is, you know, something is every time I play it, I up the difficulty. Yeah. Because I'm like, look, I'm growing. Listen, I started Phoenix Rising on not the easiest setting. There you go. Oh. Boom. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't think I'll ever play it at the crushing levels because yeah. I'm not that crazy. You, you don't hate yourself? Exactly. Um, I don't. I'm, I'm not a sadist. Yeah. <laughs> nor a masochist. Exactly. Um, but so I'm redoing playing that kind of when I need to disconnect my brain. And then I am also... Uh, the other show I'm watching, which there's only three episodes available, and if you don't have like a, an, a way to watch it, PBS makes them free on their on their website oh, yeah. for a couple of episodes. But I'm still watching All Creatures Great and Small. Yes. I love it, love it, love it. Well, we are still, Nick and I together, watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. still. Oh, yeah. We're, uh, oh, and fucking WandaVision. Well, we'll get to WandaVision in a second. Yeah. Um, we we fell asleep watching the season six finale, so we'll have to watch that again. <laughs> it happens. It happens. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, but yes, then we're also watching WandaVision. Nice. I did catch the first couple episodes of Night Stalker. The Richard Ramirez I doc. I watched the first episode, almost full episode, because yeah. I was watching it after we recorded the other last week, yeah. and I was enjoying it, and then Nick came home and changed it, because he didn't want to watch it anymore. <laughs> That's not his type of show. No. Um, yeah. Those stupid shared spaces. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So then I just took it back over and started playing video games. Nice. That works. That works. <laughs> you fall asleep in five minutes. Those are always fun where I'm like, just wait till this one falls asleep and then I can put on whatever uh, I want. Uh, uh, That's actually uh. what I did with WandaVision last night. And I have no regrets. I felt a little bit bad to watch without Jesse. <laughs> but that but quickly he fell eased. asleep. Yeah. When I was like, holy shit, I'll watch this again. Uh, it, real good. Yeah. Guys, episode four, real good. It's satisfying. It is a sa- it is satisfying, in the way, in that Lost was unsatisfying, like in the sense of like, yes, thank you. All of this lead up was not for nothing. 
I'm still I'm still one of those few holdouts that still enjoys all of laws. I don't I, but whether you enjoy it or not, I think it doesn't discredit the fact that there were some things that were just unsatisfying as far as whether they addressed them or not. They just there's just a lot of things that they didn't address. I didn't hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like, I really would have liked to know why they brought this up and then didn't bring it up ever again. Yeah, that's one of the shows that I very much have um, blind eyes towards. I gotcha. I fully respect everyone else's issues, and I'm just like, Lost was fun. Yeah, and that's fine, and I think it was fun, too. Um, I think there was just at some point for me, I was like, but you didn't, you sold me a bill of goods. Yeah. And they didn't Which is, again, the part I completely understand. Yeah. Totally, and I'm over here going, yeah, I... Still I, fun. I didn't care. Yeah, that's fine. I just made that shit up in my head then. <laughs> <laughs> fine, I will make the answer. And so I think that's part of the problem is, in some of the issues with Lost, I don't remember if the answers I have are the answers that I made up. <laughs> from the show. Or if they're actual answers that they gave to me. So yeah. I think on some of the stuff, I'm Well, like, maybe the Nixie version of Lost is really good. And that's be. what we don't know. And maybe I just don't know the difference you know what like when sometimes i don't know maybe this is just me but when I you have... make up your own world and then like even though it's not the world that exists and so you just reshape it sorry I'm, i mean i'm, t- I'm, I'm t- in that picture back to wandavision i'm in that picture and i don't <laughs> like it no i i have like some memories from when i was younger but legitimately because my dreams sometimes are so similar yeah i don't know whether that memory was a dream or, or if it yeah. was a real thing those are always fun moments when siblings come by and be like, you're dumb, that never happened. So which is <laughs> why well, me, maybe that's this, that's what happened with Lost is where like, I didn't have any problems with it because my brain because just I solved all end. of the issues <laughs> and I don't realize yeah. it. I just remember going, oh, this is fine. Mm-hmm. I wasn't mad. I remember not being mad like everybody was. But oh, I like, was not mad. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't, like, breaking bad levels fucking satisfied either. Then again, I also was one of the people, not everyone liked the ending of How I Met Your Mother, and I was like, that's cool oh. ending. Oh, God, I forgot about that. I yeah. forgot that that show, like, had an ending. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, again, we, um, we've seen that show a few times in our house yeah. a few times through. For me, that ending was more forgettable. Which means I wasn't mad of it, but I wasn't like, oh, that was good. You Whereas know what I mean? To me but it it's was... a sitcom, so it didn't have no, to do that. No, and to me it was the ending that made sense. Like, yeah. it's, it's like, of course, it was the ending. Yeah. It's like a rom-com. You kind of already know how exactly. it's going to go. Exactly. Yeah. How much mother is just a rom-com that lasted a long yeah. hours? All right. So, okay, we're talking about Stargate. Once upon a time, this show was about Stargate. September 15th, 2006. Hey, there written by Ellen McCullough, directed by William Warning. Um, I've already covered our guest star. My guest star currently at the mic it's is one host. Stormageddon. It's a guest host. I wish I taught them how to speak on command. Hi. Sorry. Previously on, yes, we go all the way back to Summit, where Daniel went undercover as Use Lotar. Yeah. I completely blocked this episode out of my mind. Yeah, it took me a while to remember what the <laughs> fuck this previously all was about. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. It wasn't until we got to like the, Cam the Mitchell, dr- ring drug, yeah, well, yeah, and, and the and the bounty hunter. Oh yeah, well that's yeah the whole other episode when Cam went undercover as a bounty hunter with Jupe and Tanat. Yes. Tenet. Tenet? Yeah. Tenet? 
Tenant. I don't think it was tenant because it was tenant. Yeah. Tenant. It's fine. I believe it's tenant. Yeah. Um, also, we remember how much Natan doesn't like Earth. Yes. Uh, a lot. The answer is a lot. Yeah. So we start the episode on the Odyssey. Sam is with them. Apparently, they had some intel about a super gate. Yes. Um, but instead, what they find is a neutron star, one that is fucking with their shields. Let's talk about the phrase neutron star. I will in a second. I know it's got scientific meaning it that we're going to get to. But that is the sexiest, most perfect band name <laughs> neutron in star. the whole world. <laughs> there is a glam rocker can named I, Neutron Star. Can I tell you, when I get to telling you what a neutron star is, it's uh, only going to get sexier. Yes! Because I couldn't not do a science segment on it. Okay. So... Um, they're suddenly under fire on uh-huh. the Odyssey. It's not good. Uh, and it escalates quickly since their shields are compromised because of the Neutron Star. So they try to turn and run since their hyperdrive is quickly knocked out. But then they find themselves in a minefield. A dangerous minefield. Mm-hmm. Which is a joke because in the writer's room they're like, aren't all minefields yeah. dangerous? Yeah. No, no. ATM machine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. One year anniversary. <laughs> So I do like that we see Odyssey hit the brakes hard enough that, like, her nose goes down. Yeah, she's like, hey, (laughs) guys, I'm not meant to do this. And we get back to the bridge. We see that Sam and Marks are unconscious. And none of the panel readouts is good. And back at the SGC, Walter shows Landry a communication from Emerson. It's pretty much all bad news. Yeah. Three gold motherships. No hyperdrive, no shields, decks without life support. They're being boarded, and that's when the video cuts out. Cool, 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 cool. Everything's cool, fine. Cool. Landry's fine. Credits. <laughs> Neutron stars. Neutron stars. So these are actually some of the like smallest, densest objects okay. out in space. They're they're like they're less stars and objects formerly known as stars. Okay. Okay. So when. So it's Prince. It's Prince. Got it. So you take the core of a massive supergiant and it like explodes and like a nova. Um, This is one of the possible outcomes of a dead star. And they're actually really tiny. Like the radius is six miles, like under 10 miles. Oh, wow. Really tiny. They're tiny, but their mass is more than our sun. Holy shit. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah. So if there is, they're like those little dense weights. They're they're um they're uh what's from? Again, I try to make a reference. I forgot the name. From Futurama, the dark poops, matter. Yeah, the, the, the they're poops made out of dark matter. Yeah. Of, of what's it? Of uh, nibblers dense? poops. Nibblers poops. Yeah, they're basically. Well, nibblers poops are made out of dark matter, yeah. right? Yeah. So sometimes when you have a supernova, you get left with a white dwarf. Okay. Which is basically if Earth had the mass of our sun. Like, oh, a white shit. dwarf is sort of, like, earthy size. Okay. Mass of our sun. Um, and basically, all of its light comes from the fact that it is still bright hot. And it's just going to slowly cool off. So it's this idea, almost, like, to tie it to something that I know, it's like mm-hmm. when you reduce a sauce. Yes. When you blow up these things, mm-hmm. there's still matter there. It's yes. just all tight now. And it's going to get more condensed. So the more yeah. we do the sauce, the more condensed it becomes. Yeah. 
And so basically, these white dwarfs, if you have one of the, um, you have a, a flat top, but like we have the coils on our yeah. stove top, yeah. they get bright hot. Yep. And then after you turn the heat off, it's still hot yeah. and you Ours can see too. the heat yeah, yeah, yeah. still sitting there. That's kind of what a white dwarf is. It's just slowly yeah, thermal energy and that's why it's lit up still. Gotcha. Okay, so there's no there's no fusion, there's no fission, I mean. It's there's just no... heat happening. Exactly. Um, so when you compress it even smaller than that, is, cause the heat is, is when you on. get this neutron star. Okay. And the reason they're called neutron stars is the idea that most of what's left of the atoms, it's just neutrons left. There's no protons, oh. there's no electrons. It's literally just... Whoa, just mass. It's just mass. Oh, I'm learning science. Do you know what's most exciting about this is I, I'm following what you're saying yeah. because of the things you've taught me before. Yeah. Okay, here's one that goes even further. Okay, okay so... So if you don't have enough mass, okay. it's not going to be able to condense small enough. That's when you get the white dwarf. And it's just like a hunk that's still warm. Okay. 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 When you have like a little bit more mass is when it comes down to this neutron star. It's richer. So it's, you have a richer sauce uh -huh. that you're working with. And okay. you can get down to this. It's like, you know, what? 10, 12 miles across. Okay. Oh, shit. And uh -huh. it's really condensed. If you have even more mass than that, and it keeps breaking down, if you add more mass into that, but still keeps breaking down to the same size, that's when it collapsed completely into a black hole. Oh, shit. Okay. So if the sun's big enough... Because there's so much mass that it's like, I don't even know what the fuck to do with myself. Literally. And that's when, like, light can't even escape from it. <sighs> because if you imagine... Imagine eating chocolate that's been... Like, you know how truffles are richer than, like... I know. Okay. Just keep I want to eat the chocolate equivalent of a black hole. Yeah, I would too. There's no sweet. It's just bitter. <laughs> it just, yeah, but it just turns your face inside here's out. Here's something to think about. In, in, in the cosmos, uh -huh. your gravity field, it doesn't give a shit how big you are in right. scale. Your, your gravity mass. is your mass. Oh. So you're having something that is... 10 miles across? You got big neutron energy, You got baby. big neutron energy, <laughs> but you have the gravity of, like, more than the sun. Okay. Um, I really like the phrase big neutron energy. <laughs> to give you a sense of how dense, okay, if you took yeah. a matchbox size, a matchbox. Okay. It weighs about 3 billion tons. Shit. <laughs> Imagine having something so, like a speck. Yeah. And, like, trying to pick it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is sick. Yeah. Maybe I'm just going to say that the reason I weigh what I weigh is I, I have extra neutrons. You have big neutron energy. I got big neutron energy, guys. Here's the other thing. <laughs> Here's the other thing. They spin at incredible rates. Okay. So you know the whole concept of, like, like spin energy, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Ice skaters pull their arms in yeah. and spin faster. Well, if you imagine if you took... All of that mass. That's a lot of mass to and spin. And then brought it down real tiny. They spin it like hundreds of times a yeah, second. Yeah, you're not slowing that down on a dime. There is one that's recorded. It rotates 716 times a second. Holy shit. The linear speed at the surface is almost a quarter of the speed of light. Okay, now I want a story where the flash is up against... <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Having to, you know how Superman in the Superman, one of the older Superman movies, could like turns spin. the world backward. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I want that. I want to see the Flash go up <laughs> against something so large. Yeah. 
This is cool. Uh, neutron stars are sexy. That's my AK. That's what I'm telling you. Once I told you about neutron stars, they're going to get even sexier. Yeah. And so we mostly detect the ones that are still spinning and spinning off radiation. Yeah. But it's the same thing as a white dwarf. Like, most of their heat, they're just holding on to the heat they used to have. So there's tons of them out there that are just too old and too cold. Like, they're currently not as detectable based yeah. on our current means. They've lost their heat. They've lost all their heat. Sad. Yeah. They're old and heatless. Yeah. Those ones aren't as sexy. I'm when I'm sad. <laughs> no. I, I found all these good terms to just describe life. Like, I'm having yeah. big neutron energy yep. here, or I've lost my heat. Mm-hmm. All of these. Are, I'm fucking tight. Okay. So I, I told neutron stars, I actually, like, was intending to go much deeper just because neutron stars are so freaking cool. Yeah. Um, like, like the pulsars and all this kind of stuff, but yeah. um, I, I got distracted by... Life. Life. Life happens. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. This was amazing. But uh, please continue looking into neutron stars. They're freaking awesome. Tell me your neutron star band member names. <sighs> I would totally be in a band called the Neutron Stars. It's all I imagine is jumpsuits and big, big fluffy hair. Like I'm definitely getting kiss energy. The, yeah. Well, and so For I sure. was thinking like Elton glam levels. Like Elton crossed with. That. with kiss yeah it's big it's big there is some there is some bowie mixed in there too i mean you can't talk about star stuff and not talk about the space obviously obviously yeah okay so also did you catch at the end of the credits the last scene in the credits changed no (gasps) so the whole time the end credits has still been sg1 for people on SG-1 heading through the Stargate. And this time, as they're heading through the gate, they pause for a second as Vala runs in light. I think I I did see it and it didn't quite register. Because I'm just so used to her now. Because of course it's Vala running late. So in the briefing room, the rest of the team is figuring out what to do. Mm -hmm. They have the emergency transponder. They have no condition, a clue about the condition of the ship, condition of the crew, who was behind this or anything. Mm-hmm. And apparently they got the intel about the Supergate from the Jaffa. So Braytac is looking into where the false intel came from. Mm-hmm. And we get a little bit of knowledge of apparently, since Dakar was destroyed, the young, scrappy, and hungry Jaffa nation is in disarray. And yeah, even things though, aren't great. Even though it was the Ori, who were the ones that, you know, blew up everything... Plenty of Jaffa out there think the Tari are just as responsible for fucking up the bee's nest. Yeah, they're kind of they're kind of mad right now. They're like, you guys did. They're they're in such disarray and disorder, and there's like lack of real good leadership. That yeah, I can see why they're blaming everybody. They're like, hundred percent, y'all. But also specifically, like, hey Tari, yeah, like they you did kicked this. that hornet's nest of the Ori. Yeah, let's blame the people different than us. Yeah, who aren't actually the Ori. The question is, is are the Jaffa pissed enough to set up an ambush? Mm. Which we don't know. And Vala's like, either way, like, let's just go fucking get the Odyssey. Yep. But (laughs) Earth only has two ships. Yep. Currently one is missing and the other one is on its way back to Atlantis. Uh Uh-huh. We we only had two bits and we didn't expect there to be such a rush. (laughs) This is my favorite Vala moment in all of her career. It's fantastic. It's pretty great. Vala just shrugs off. It's like, how long have people known me? You know I can pretty much get you. You need a ship, I got a ship, man. Anything you want. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, nothing's free. I'm going to waive my fee for you, but I will need some front money. I just, I love this moment of Vala in this episode because it's a reminder that Vala's never going to lose herself. No. She's still Vala. Plus, it's the fact that, like, there was a skill that was lacking on your crew. Yeah, you did not have a rogue amongst you. No. (laughs) And you needed a rogue. What would you have done without Vala right here? Yeah. The more terrif- you need someone who's a little bit more uh, chaotic neutral versus good. A little, little more shades of gray. Slight more alignment shifting. The, the most terrifying part in all of this is that Landry doesn't immediately shoot it down. He's like, mm. I mean, because I think pushed hard enough, he'll look the other way. Like, the, I think that's what the guy's faces are reacting to is that Lan- like Landry is, seems... Landry didn't get this far by, you know, keeping his no. nose in a book. No. He's, he knows something you gotta push things. Exactly. So in the Odyssey's cargo bay, Sam wakes up with a massive headache, like yeah. giant bruise on her temple. Yikes. Uh, looks like the whole crew's been brought here. Emerson tells her that three are still missing, that we never hear from again. Nope. Guess they died. We don't know if they're dead, if they eventually found or anything, but the ship was towed out of the minefield. Solak and some of the guards come in wanting to know which one is Colonel Samantha Carter. Your mom. Before Sam can say anything, Emerson walks forward as the commander of the ship mm-hmm. and gets a backhand to the face. I do love this about Emerson that he's like, I don't give a fuck who you're looking for. You talk to me. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. This is my ship. And the whole cargo bay is reminded that Solak's commander who we will soon to meet, has no issues venting the whole bay into space. And Sam then walks forward, and I am I am Spartacus. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, like, takes both her and Emerson. Yeah. Like, Emerson could have not been part of this at all. Yeah. And let Sam, Yeah. you know, be put in whatever but situation, like that, but that, that's that, not like, who he is. And it was, yeah, that was never going to be the way it would Yeah. Down. And this scene... Okay, so Stargate's had a fair amount of bad guys. Yeah. Uh, no bad guy is as disgustingly evil. Yeah, this guy's a creep. Like, as this capital guy. C creep. As Anatero. Yeah. I can't even. Um, even if you think about, like, Emancipation. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. Or Fifth. Yeah. Who clearly was infatuated with Sam. Through all of this, you've never had a bad guy that I actually thought would assault Sam. Yeah. Or that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Like, this is the first time even Sam seems worried about. Which, kudos for Amanda, because I think you see this very rare kind of fear in Sam's eyes at the end of the scene. Yeah, like, this guy is far off the Richter. This guy's serial killer Because, well, it's also just for all of Stargate, you never had the thought that Sam would be treated differently than the guys on the team in terms with the torture, etc. Whereas this guy will exploit the fact she's a woman. Um... So Sam and Emerson are brought to the bridge, and and Anateo is is already first line, is about how hot Sam is. Yeah, ill dude, gross. And the uh, fuck yeah for can I call you Samantha? And she's like, no, Miss Jackson, if you nasty motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> call me Colonel Carter. <laughs> it's like, haven't you heard the goddamn song? 
exactly. Doesn't that get? I mean, you gotta tell me if any music gets out that far, it's going to be Janet Jackson. How amazing would that be? I want to see a bunch of Jafar dancing to Rhythm Nation. Oh my God! No, I listen to Rhythm Nation. You know who I actually want to see more dancing to Rhythm Nation? Mm-hmm. Ball. <laughs> People of the world today, I'm looking for a better way. And all of us clones? We are part, part of the rhythm nation. Okay. It's a ball nation. So, this guy says he's not actually, like, he's part of the Lucian Lions, but, like, not really part of the Lucian yeah. Lions. He finds the uniform stupid. He just, he just wants to be a fucking space pirate. Yeah. He just wants to be a space cowboy. Uh, and he wants Sam to turn off the emergency responder, and she's like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Nope. How about big no? And this is where Emerson is like, don't do it. It's Norder. And I'm like, look, I know you're yeah. about to die and all, so I don't want to say any bad words to you, Emerson. But you you know Sam well enough to know that there's no way she's... I think it's a way... I think it's Emerson's way of taking the heat off of Sam in this moment. Which I'm sure it is, but like, I just... I think he's like, I know Sam would never fucking... Like, they have to mm-hmm. go through me first, and if yeah. I do this, it forces them to go it through just, me. It just... I just found it funny. It's like... Unfortunately, Did yeah. you just think Sam was gonna do that? Yeah. Um... But Anatea was a fucking creep who power trips all over Sam, looming, getting up in her face, dragging yeah. her over to the device... And she, when she refuses again, Sola just turns and shoots Emerson in the Ugh. chest. And when he goes down, he continues to fire. This was the part where I was like, he could maybe get... he. Oh, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's like zero hit points and then immediately two. Mm-hmm. Death. Mm-hmm. No, no saves. We see this really rare type of fear on Sam's face. Yeah. And Anateo tells her that, well, you're now the ranking officer on the ship. Damn it. Get to work, unless there's something else you want to do. And, like, I'm the gift from Anchorman of I just threw up on my mouth a little bit. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great, guys. I would argue that this is one of the most, like, straight-up villainous scenes in all of Stargate. Yeah, because it wasn't necessary to get the job done that he wants done. It's just to add stress. It's just yeah. the extra level of gross. It's it is it's it's gross in in the execution of of Emerson and it's gross in his treatment towards Sam. It's just gross. Yeah, and and his entire way of being like there's something very real about this person the eating of the snacks the whole percent it's just like ew you're just a gross person which is first of all it makes it harder to to separate him from which is why i i I do apologize i I did not go and 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 mention who the guest star for this was kudos to him for playing such a disgusting (laughs) character yeah there's this ability of making him a person that makes him gross 100 percent like rock on dude um but I think it's also because because we haven't seen a character this real world, I yeah. should say, in most of Stargate, it, like, gut punches you harder. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, Stargate doesn't do that to me. No, my villains are caricatures of things. Exactly. But no, this one's gross and real. It's like, you know, it's like ball, weird Shakespearean. Yeah. Bondish boy. Yeah. monologuing villains. Not like, nah. Not just shitty assholes who 
rolled well on their attack. You know what I mean? So through hyperspace, the rest of the team, in a ride that's a little bumpy... <laughs> She'll their... hold together. She'll hold together. <laughs> Hear me, baby. Hold together. Well, the rest of the team is in their pirate leathers. Well, oh, you know. <laughs> We're just going to leave that in for you it's guys, fine. and I'm really sorry. Well, the funnier part is Stormy then turned around three times because he couldn't figure out how to get out. Yeah, he, he tangles himself in the. In an invisible patio. line. Uh, I cannot get over, though, the Han Solo-esque look that Cam is spotting. Oh, absolutely. Which is appropriate for this ride. First, yes. Also appropriate for Cam. Also, it's that black shirt. It's that black crossover. Yeah. 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 I mean, he wears it well. It's a good look. Um, Daniel's like, we gave you all the raw Nakoda you needed, and this is the piece of shit ship that you got? Yeah. (laughs) She's like, look, you don't really think... With everything on the line, how, you would not think that that would cheap out and then pocket the difference, would you? And then life support starts to fail. Yay. And as a woman after my own heart, mm-hmm. Vala does not fix life support. She just turns the annoying alarm off. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that part where it's like, you fix it, it's like, no, I just shut the thing off. Yeah, I just shut it off. Life support's still fucked. <laughs> Now at the helm, Teal'c notices Odyssey's transponder is moving at sublight speeds. So they exit hyperspace. Mm-hmm. Teal'c tries to cloak the ship. It won't mm. cloak. So this is my favorite part of this ship. Vala just kicks the controls yeah. and slowly it putters into <laughs> I love this so much. This is my favorite part of the ship because this is the grace move. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you just didn't do it right. You have to jiggle it a little and then go like this and then it's fine. Uh, so because you have not been in my car yeah. going on a year, my uh, my shifter does that kind of. There's uh-huh. a spring inside that's now missing. Yeah. So you have to, like, push the thing in and move it right. Yeah. Otherwise, you can't get it in and out of yeah, yeah, yeah. drive. We have <laughs> the board... <laughs> Uh, like our kitchen cabinets, the the like the whatever the board underneath it. Yeah. It it tends to, it snaps out of place. Yeah. So Jesse gets upset, and I'm like, you just have to put your foot right here yeah. when you open the dishwasher. It's fine. And then you do like this, and yeah. then you do a little dance, and everything's fine. <laughs> you just have to know the code. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's not that hard. It's not that big of a deal. We don't have to get it fixed. No, it's fine. Just do the dance. It's not broken. You just have to take a couple extra steps. Yeah, totally fine. Totally okay. Um, here's my question. Yeah. Here is my bigger question: How many cargo ships have we been in, and driven, and flown over nine and a half seasons? Yeah. How have how have how have we not kept one of them? Yeah. How do we not have a couple cargo ships in a hangar somewhere. I wonder if they... Yeah. Here's my thought on that. They normally do. They just happen to be in a situation where they're all out. I don't know. It's real dumb. It is real dumb. Why don't we have one? Maybe in some sort of accord with Braytac, they gave them all back for the fight with the Ori. Well, better keep this one because, bitch, you paid for it. Yeah. Yeah, as broken as it is, it's yours now. I mean, that's just ineffective. 
So the ship seems to now be on a planet, and we have life signs. There's a settlement nearby. Yeah. Um, I mean, they could have sat down there if the life support was dead. You know, breathable air. Yeah. Vala's like, no, nah, I know that planet. Uh, the the Gould had a shipbuilding facility there, and mm-hmm. now the the ex slaves have taken it over. Yeah. And sometimes you work with Illusion Alliance, but I, listen, sometimes you have to do what you need yeah, to do. Yeah, to, to think, to think. To keep going. Yeah. You know, means to an end and all that. Yeah. So Bala does have a contact there. It's a little skittish. <laughs> Definitely could be a trap. That's why we're not all going to go. Yeah. And look, we have to be inconspicuous and non-threatening so I can get information. So, I mean, I guess I could take Daniel if you really I want me to. I how, love how clear it is that she's like, Daniel is non-threatening. 100%. Nobody is scared of Daniel. <laughs> Daniel, you are not... Like, she might as well just get in Daniel's face and be like, Daniel, you're a wimp. You're just a teddy bear. Yeah. Everybody loves you. The look that that he eye rolls over to her is fantastic. (laughs) So they shove... They shove Sam back in the cargo bay. And Marks asks her where Emerson is. And all she can do is shake her head with tears. And this is... This is the part where, like, Amanda gets the terror award for me yeah. for this episode. Because this, in this nice little moment, there's a lot going in she here. She gets a lot across. She gets a lot across because it is the moment where she refused. Because you know Sam is not going to show any emotion uh-huh. to those assholes. And Sam is also a person who I identify with who, for the rest of this episode, is like, take all that shit. Lock it in that room. Yeah, move shit away. in front of it and keep going. But this is a moment where she's like, "I have a few moments mm-hmm. to have the feels as a human." Yeah, vent, vent it a little bit because again, it's not just it's not just she saw Emerson gun down in front of her. Yeah, as horrible as it is, yeah. she's seen that before. Yep, it's like the extra stuff on top of that. This guy was a creep. Her life felt like. She felt violated, yeah, to some degree, um, and then she watched this happen. Yeah. It's a lot of things all at once. One of the few times I think where we can say that Sam was genuinely shaken. Yes, she's been in dangerous situations before, mm-hmm. but they're not enough for her to be like, "Oh, I could die right here." Like she always feels confident in her ability to get out. Because I think for everything she's experienced, there's a little bit of like, "I've been in most of the situation before and I got a plan mm-hmm. and I'll deal with everything else later." Yeah. So I like this moment between where she refused to show that they got to her at all. Yeah. And later where she's like, "I got shit to do." put that shit away. Yeah, I can't I can't do this right now because then I won't be able to do anything And else. so she's able to have these couple moments where it's like, oh, feels. Yeah. Oh, feels. Oh, feels. You are so big right now. You need to leave this room because I have no room for you, feels. And then and then she shuts that door Yeah. And go locks it. Go play outside, feels. Yep. Go, 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 go play outside. We yeah. have uh, we have grown up business to do. Yeah. So, Vala, we meet Borzin. Oh, yes. And I love that that Vala has the relationship where she insults with love and then jumps and wraps her legs around him. Yeah, like that kind of hug that's very much not just a hug. (laughs) Well, it's the type of hug... It's disarm. 
it's it's disarm a but i feel this valid because i frequently feel like the type of person who would like to greet people like that <laughs> but no one i know i can greet like that They're, well yes well, you're a statuist I have to be the one that people greet like that, <laughs> because otherwise I would take us both to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Which is sometimes okay. Which is sometimes okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, I'm just saying, I don't know if we'd both end up without getting hurt. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> it's kind of like how Drakey greets people. It's exactly how Drakey greets people. Yes. I jump on just you, run catch me. and jump and catch me. Uh, yeah. Uh, and he sizes up Daniel, mm-hmm. who Val introduces as Seamus, her apprentice. <laughs> I do love and the name Seamus. Daniel puts on, we've definitely seen this side in recent seasons, just that fake cheer. Yes. That's so sugar sweet. Shitty ding. Yeah. That is so sweet you know it's fake. Yeah. I'm. It's meant to be. <laughs> yeah. I hate everything about this. The The not trying to hide it very well. Yeah. The Vala, I am putting this away to use against you later. <laughs> yes. Um, he's learning more than he'd like to. Cam and Teal, we see, are listening from the ship. As Borzin warns him that, that you know, or, or warns Daniel that Vala will sell him out for oh, a yeah. lunch, which Daniel knows. Yeah. Well, I feel like this part, he's being completely honest. He's like, yeah. yeah 100%. Yeah, she will. Well, I get not as much anymore. That was... That was when they when Vala Borzin knows. Yeah, the Vala Borzin knows. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Daniel's like, I know that. Yeah, I know that that Vala will do that. Yes. Yeah. So Vala's looking for some information, and I love how Vala's trying to do her thing, and Daniel's just like, Yeah, you know, a Tari ship that was attacked. Yeah. Listen, let's get to the point. It's like you're ruining my cool. Yeah. Come over here. She pulls Borzin aside. It's like, okay, okay, okay. not my apprentice. He's a he's a mark. He's yeah. rich, gullible, eating from my hands. Yeah. Um, but like, really, give us any information on that Tari ship. We'll make it worth your while. Yeah. Also, we know we trace the signal here, and you have at least some of the parts. And I'm just gonna blackmail you. And if you don't give it to me, level with me here. Purely bluffing. Oh yeah. And of course, he leads Bala to some equipment. And it's not just Odyssey's black box, which is still broadcasting. Yeah. Uh, a man brought it to Borzin a few hours ago. Borzin plays part of the conversation between Anateo, Sam, and Emerson, including at least the first gunshot, which yeah. is worrisome if that's yep. all you hear. Yep. Daniel's like, well, who gave it to you? It's the perfect amount to hear. Yeah. To bait someone forward. Yeah. And he's like, oh, conveniently, he's right behind you. And Solak is behind him with his Zat gun. And on the ship, we can hear through the feed two Zat blasts and then Daniel and Vala not responding. Cool, cool, cool. Sweet. We're just, you know, taking the team down little by little. In the, in the SGC briefing room, we hear the end of the Vala and Daniel's conversation on the recording. And we're down to two-fifths of SG-1 now. This is good. This is really good times. Kim's like... I'm starting to think they were after the team, and Landry's like, "You think? <laughs> what? What put that in your mind?" <laughs> I mean, I can see why they'd watch you. Yeah. Uh, what it's... would make you such a hot commodity? <laughs> SG One. <laughs> Intel suggests that the Odyssey wasn't destroyed, but in Aleutian Alliance hands. 
And yeah. with Bozen also gone, conveniently, and no one there on the planet willing to talk to Cam or Teal because you have no chill and don't know how to blend yeah. in. Yeah, 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 yeah. They got nothing. Damn it. Landry tells Teal, he's like, go spread word. I want to talk with the Hedolution Alliance. I don't know how that's far that's going to get them, but it's someplace to start. Yeah, I do love that Landry's approach is always like, let them know I'm here. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And then sh- I will start whatever the shit is that needs to get have started. Have them, call- have your people have call them, my people. Let them know I've showed, I've arrived. Yes. Yeah. It's like this, the, it's like the opposite of the, the subtle sneak attack. Mm-hmm. It's like, Somebody come to me. I'm on to start some shit. Mm-hmm. I wish a motherfucker would start some shit. I'm here when you would like to dance. Yeah. So back on the Odyssey, Sam is clearly not hardly working. Jesus, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I love this. What a, like, I know this is a tense and, and scary situation, but what a fun thing to do, like, to be like, okay, how slowly uh-huh. can I get this job done? And how... How many other things can I do without them realizing that, that I'm, I'm actually doing, doing this yeah. other stuff? Uh, she's she's clearly locked all those emotions into the room in her mind palace. It is, and and Anteo eats some rations, saying yeah. he can judge a civilization on two things: it's food and it's women. This is and the gross part. Ours is only halfway there. Ew. First, ew. This Second, is where I would have been like, so it's a really good sandwich, huh? Second, ew. Yeah. Third, you're eating shitty rations, motherfucker. Yeah. I would have just done my best to <sighs> to disable his stupid... Con- be like, oh, I'm glad you like the sandwich. Or I'm glad you like the whatever you're eating. You, you, you know, here's here's my thing is, is I always want to be that person. And yet, I always think of the witty comebacks after the situation. Oh. I can never think of them in the situation. <laughs> that, yeah, I mean, that part. I think it's because you're, you're, you're locking down the emotions at that point. You're just like, don't blurt what the I thing actually, that's going to get me killed. Yeah, don't blurt the thing I actually want to say to you, nosy neighbor who yells at us for drying our tents out on the lawn. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> whichever what? the situation yeah. may be. So... Offers offers some to Sam since she's you know has a whole ship to fix on her own, and that's when in come Vala and Daniel with their hands. Sam's clearly surprised. The cavalry is here, but they're also caught. The other two less so surprised. Vala's like, I just thought you'd miss us. Yeah, hello. And obviously, Borson was in it all along in a plan to capture all of SG One. He wants to get paid. He's delivered half the team. But I was like, three-fifths of the team? Yeah, motherfucker. I am important. <laughs> Daniel, Negister, I mean, really, wouldn't that be helping Bozen out? That's more than half. Yeah. If you delivered three-fifths of the team, you should get paid three-fifths of the money. I mean, it is more than half. Math. So, Anateo takes Solik outside to take care of him, and it seems like everyone knows what that means except for Bozen. Yeah, Bozen! <laughs> you dumb fuck, run! <laughs> This means run. <laughs> you ain't getting paid He's shit. He's so greedy. He has no idea he's about to die. You ain't getting paid shite. You ain't getting my money. So they toss Daniel and Vala into the cargo hold. All part of the plan, Sam. And Sam just twirls a socket wrench and goes back to her delays. I, and I love it just because I have an irrational joy of twirling socket it's wrenches. It's that sound. It's the noise. Yeah. 
Nick got tiny ones. Oh. Tiny socket wrenches. You should wrenches. start, like, a band. And then just want to roll the socket wrenches. You should, yeah, you should make a socket wrench instrument for a D&D character that's coming soon. I mean. To a campaign near us. She is a tinkerer. She yeah. probably has some socket wrenches somewhere. Socket wrench tambourine. Socket wrench tambourine. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So back at the SGC, what in what is a rerun for Landry, but some exposition for us, uh, the Lucian Lions is organized with about 20 seconds, 20 lieutenants under Natan, all controlling different things. And apparently there are some rumors of betrayal and some mutiny uh, on the bounty among <laughs> some of them. Like, not everyone's a huge fan of Natan. This is, this is the job, in all seriousness, this is the job in the SGC that I would fucking that would be yours. love. I'd be like, okay, ready? Here's my organization sheet, and here's what this is. It would be full red strings yeah, yeah, on yeah. a board. At some point, they'd be like, we get it. No, I am not, not done. done yet. We're going to keep going. If you would turn to page three out of 45. Yeah. <laughs> now, or go to the appendix. <laughs> Find this chart. This has been cross-referenced on page 35 and 42. <laughs> this would be my jam. <laughs> and then it's like, then there's a whole just list of theoretical things that uh -huh. haven't actually happened yes. of how these people who may or may not be... Those are a different color. Uh-huh. Yeah. This would be my jam. <laughs> okay. Also, you have the history of Kaza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like how these people all communicate and what my, yeah. like, how these people could be involved with these other people. Uh -huh. But then this, like, it's all the people-y things. Oh, and this one, like, this is the ex-wife of this one. Uh -huh. Like, if you so really want to So therefore, keep an eye on this mm -hmm, one because mm -hmm. this is an into over here. Yeah. God! Okay. Yeah. Done. One of them, one of the seconds. Yes. Keflin. Keflin. Yes. Keflin? Yeah, Keflin. you're right. Keflin. Keflin. Like, I literally watched this episode, like, an hour ago. Kel Kelfin? <laughs> so bad with names. Is it Kelfin? I just want to call him Niffler. Uh, Niffler. No, I think it's Kelfin. I think it's K-E-L. Kelfin. Sure. Yeah. Space I think Kelvin. all my notes say Keflin. That's okay. Call him Keflin. Okay. Uh, he's one of Natan's most loyal seconds. Mm. And good for us, he's also basically Howard Hughes in it. Okay. Super, yeah. super reclusive. He yeah. runs a Casa production at the edge of the galaxy. He's a brutal murderer with notorious temper, but no one basically knows what he looks like. But he's also, yeah, uh, he's got agoraphobia. Yeah, never leaves the ship. Mm -hmm. Almost no one has met him. No Makes it, what a great, what a great thing. Like, not that serial killers are great. Yeah. But what a great thing. It's like, well, he can't leave his house, so just don't go to his house. Just don't go to his house. So there it is. <laughs> Just don't ever take the guys. This house never go here. Don't, don't deliver Uber Eats. Yeah. Don't nothing. Just don't go to that house. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes him a perfect candidate for Cam to impersonate. Cam is proposing to use the real chemical that Daniel used to infiltrate the Gold Summit. Yeah. One stab, and he'll have Natan believing he is Keflin. No one else knows what he looks like. Which Landry is like. I see a lot of holes in this. He's like, bruh, are you kidding me with this plan? Cam knows super risky, but like, can't just sit there and do anything. This is how we get intel on the Odyssey. And I was like, there does seem like there could be a few other options to get intel. It's like, this is only the best plan because it's the only plan. Exactly. <laughs> 
So Sam is thrown back into the cargo bay. Hold cargo bay. Hold. Yeah. Hold bay. bay um, hold me bay. And and meets up with Vala hold and me Daniel. Closer, cargo bay. Sorry. <laughs> Done. Uh, she's working as slowly slowly as she can, but it's not gonna like that. That that will that can't yeah. last. Yeah. No clue. On At what some the... point, you just gotta break something. Yeah. Oops. Like oh, I guess I have to fix that now. No clue on what the future plans for the ship or crew are, and without a transponder, there's basically no way for anyone from Earth to track them. Mm-hmm. Sam has a plan to get the ship back. Always. Sam's always got a plan in oh, her back yeah. pocket. It's a little risky. Yeah. But it's better than Vala and Daniel's no plan. Again, sometimes the best plan is the one you got. Yeah. Uh, Sam's magical item, like, you know, every character has yeah. a, is a plan B. Yeah, it's just plan B. It's just plan B. It's just a little book that always has a plan B. Always a Also, plan. what a cool magical item. <laughs> we should tell our future DM about that. Guys, right now we're playing a campaign where Nixie's DMing. Uh-huh. But we're about to fucking create some fucking havoc. Oh my god! For gosh. poor husband Jesse. <laughs> as he DMs two very reckless gnomes. Because if, you're, if you've been listening long enough, you remember that my favorite character is a little gnome. Name Sam, inspired by our Sam. Sam it up. Who causes some chaos. It's gonna be fun. Well, plan B. I was playing, line. listen, I was playing Artificer before Artificer was cool. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's true, you guys had to homebrew that thing. Uh-huh. Okay, so so Cam's plan is set in motion. Yes. As Tilk flies the cargo ship up, Cam does his best deceptions and intimidation rolls to the mm-hmm. guards. Uh, and and he you know, calls. He's like, "Look, I'm here to say Natan. Fucking let me through. You know who I am." Yeah, don't be dicks. So he he rings over, demands to see Natan, but first he has to submit to his search, and he's like, "Fuck you." Yeah. And then when they block his way, he just starts knocking people out. Which is exactly what a real like, yeah. guy would do. Yeah. It's like uh, you don't like search a gold's me. not gonna fucking just let you search him. No, no fuck off. So the henchmen drag Cam into Natan's office, who. Smartly has a rag covering his face for a hot second, and yeah. Cam does some great choreography mm-hmm. to fall and grab Natan's arm with so the ring. Smart. Um, apparently, the name Kiflin doesn't mean much around here. Okay. And we see Natan's view as Cam's face is now very different. Yeah. He apologizes for the ring. It's a gift from his last conquest, Barf. And yeah. Cam is in. Natan welcomes him as his trusted advisor and chastises his crew for beating him up. It's one of those, like, you just barely made the roll. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You just hit that DC. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you got advantage for the fighty fights yeah. part. <laughs> and and that's still, why you made it. Yeah. Still just rolled it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on the Odyssey, so, like, just suggest to Anateo, like, why don't we just turn the ship over to Natan? <laughs> and Anateo does his 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 version of villain monologuing. Yeah. You know, he sees himself as the most worthy challenger to Natan. Yep. Like, super not a fan of him. Um, but Natan just can't, like, go and kill one of his seconds in cold blood. And Natan, like, knows that that Anateo knows, thinks he's hot shit. Yeah. Uh, so... He sent him on a fool's quest to go take the Odyssey, and oh look, we succeeded. Yeah, basically, Natan one has underestimated him. Yeah, has underestimated Anatel, and two is too lawful. Yeah, 
for him to see what Anatel has coming. Mm-hmm. And that's Anatel's in. I think I think he underestimated how no morals. How not lawful. Yeah. How completely just chaos, chaos. chaos. Uh, and they even got SG one. Apparently, all the seconds have been wanting to hunt down and kill SG one for a while now, which that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good plan. Yeah, because Natan didn't want to face the wrath of the Tari, but Anatel's like, we fucking got their battleship. What the fuck are they gonna do to us now? Yeah. Once I show off the ship, once I show off SG one, like I'm gonna run the Lucian Alliance, and Natan will be stuffed and mounted on my wall. It's it's not a bad power grab. It's no. really not. And like, there's no way anyone rules the Lucian Alliance for long. Yeah. It's just a never-ending Game of Thrones. Yeah. The yeah. God, that's exactly that's exactly right. Yeah. So Natan and Cam walk and talk about it's been a very hard year for the Lucian Alliance. They've had quarantine. Elections. Yeah. Casa farming has suffered because of climate change. Well, yeah. The RI have fucked things up and now there's a Tari and Cam's like The RI are spreading disease. <laughs> they won't wear their fucking masks. <laughs> Sorry. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. I don't know fine. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um Cam is like, yeah, helping the Tari was a strategic mistake. Which stops Natan in his tracks. Mm. Cam, Cam like explains and comes like, "Look, you always liked my honesty in the past. Yeah, I don't blame you for fucking up. Others blame you for fucking up." It's and... such a great way to keep up the ruse yeah. too. Yeah, like don't just tell him everything he wants to hear. Fuck, like push it, push yeah. it a little bit. Yeah, and and we see Teal monitoring the audio from the ship, and mm-hmm. Cam admits he's like, "Look, I'm here because the Odyssey." Yep. And that's when we see Teal'c lose the audio feed. Oh, no. And the ship go dead. Yeah. And it's a cloak. I know that it's space and that's not how space works. <laughs> but when the ship died, I wanted it to drop like a Looney Tunes cartoon out of the sky. Like, I understand that that's not how science works. But I still wanted it to happen. Okay, I'm done. So the conversation in the hallway continues. Like, that Cam has heard word that Natan has the Tauri ship. And, you know, all that beaming and hyperspace technology could be real useful for transporting his crops. Yeah. Natan's like, yeah, I heard the Odyssey was destroyed. I've had nothing confirmed. I had nothing to do with the Odyssey. And that's when the head guard comes in to say that a ship has been detected. Uh, and yes, Natan again has Teal'c as a prisoner, and Cam has to keep a straight face. This one's gotta be that. I mean, that must have been the hardest part of this entire thing, for sure. I also like from from Teal'c's side. Teal'c doesn't even know what Keflin looks like. That's true. So I think. I mean, I think he was able to get the idea. Yeah, it's like well, the one other guy in the room must be Keflin, yeah. which means it must be Cam. Yeah. But here's my other thought. Is that how that works? Or is... Oh, no! You know what? Name, Sorry. Teal can see, Teal it. can see that it's Cam. That's right. Teal can see it's Cam. Imagine having to keep a poker face while you're being tortured. Well, just... I, I actually think it's almost work to keep the poker face while a member of your team and one of your best friends well, that's is getting true. That's going to be the harder of the two situations. Teal just in. settles in for what he knows is coming. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So we see a very badly injured Odyssey floating in space. Sam is working, looks back, 
checks the bad guys. Yep. Keeps working. The lights flicker. Sorry, sorry. There's an excellent overload in the power coupling. I broke the thing. Actually, she's open to hatch in the cargo bay. Thank God the guards are always goons. Yeah. They're always dum-dums. It's just, they have no passive perception. Yep. So the crew sort of gathers to hide Vala and Daniel crawling out of there. But here's the thing that I need to say. Mm-hmm. You have two people in very obviously different clothing. Yeah. Now, I understand that you may not have people that look just like Daniel and Vala. You have probably someone who looks close enough to Daniel. Yeah. And you can find someone... It's another dark-haired... Someone who can... At least of the same heights. Yeah. <laughs> and hair color. Yeah. To put on Vala's clothes or put it's a hat on her head out. or something. Yeah. Because then the two that clearly are obvious can still be in that room. Yeah, I do like that. And also, the other thing, too, though, is, again, the goons, the guards are all goons. I'd be like, no bunching. Yeah. No bunching. No bunching. <laughs> I know. No bunching. It's like kids at the mall. Yeah. Or like social distancing. No more than three people in a group. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> but whatever. What do I know? Sam breathes a little sigh when she sees that nothing seems to have been noticed. Mm-hmm. So Cam just sits there. And watches as the guard beats the shit out of Teal. Yeah. Asking where the rest of SG-1 is. And the guard goes to grab a pain stick and Cam's like, "Ah, I'm done now. And beats the guard down and shocks him with his own pain stick. Yeah. Telling Natan that he knows nothing of torture. He will get the information they need. That is such a quick thinking great move because yeah. I'm like how the fuck is he going to do this and Natan knows Keflin long enough he's like yeah I, I knew you couldn't hold out long from torturing someone you fucking monster yeah because <laughs> basically what that is Keflin needs time alone with the prisoner and once alone the camp can drop the act he's like we have to get you out yeah he looks like nah yeah you can't there's no way of getting me out without blowing your cover yep and you know, Natan may not know where the ship is, and he's but he's having issues with the second, and there's still intel to get here. So it looks like I stay, yeah, because there's other lives at stake. Because that's who Teal'c is. Because you know he'd sac- he wouldn't he he's, he's wouldn't just sacrifice himself for his own team, but for the crew of the Odyssey. Like, well, and and Teal'c's not one to put his safety before everyone else in general. Which is why I'm saying like it's not. Yeah. It's very obvious to to Teal'c. He's like, no, we're going to save the crew. Yeah. If I have to get tortured and maybe die for it, then yeah. you're going to no, save dude, the crew. This isn't, how the, yeah, this isn't how this goes down. Cam is very frustrated but understands and mm. starts shocking the wall as Teal'c fake screams. And you see the guards outside exchanging, oh, shit. Yeah, oh, this is bad. Um, the guards on the ship aren't too stupid on the Odyssey. I mean, they're stupid, but yeah. eventually, someone on the... Someone eventually room. rolls a decent, yeah. Notice that something is up in the hold. And as they go to take a head count, quickly, both of them on the bridge are zatted by Daniel and Bala. Yay. Um, so, so there's a large, fairly balanced-looking meal. There's a lot of greens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, shared by Natan in a second, when Can comes in, and we're introduced to a bunch Gavos is the one that we hear from most okay. until his untimely um, end. Yeah, it's a decent looking meal. Yeah. And thankfully, Cam has had some intel to share from his time fake torturing Teal'c. Yeah. That Anateo has the Odyssey and mm-hmm. that the Tari have an audio recording saying yeah. as such. And everyone looks around and it sounds like, yeah, I ordered the attack on the ship. Huh. 
I don't know where it is now because, you know, asshole betrayed us. He may have the ship, but he hasn't reported in anything. Yeah. Gavos is like, that was a fucking suicide mission, dude. It's like, well, I don't like him. Yeah. What like, of it? I mean, it wasn't entirely a suicide mission. It was just really shitty odds. Also, he didn't die, so it's not exactly. Right he came now. wanting more territory. If you want more territory, you need to pay your die for Risk, it. Risk reward. Exactly. And Cam adds that Anteo uh, also used the ship as bait for SG-1, and that is too much for the seconds. Yeah. Um, like, the Tari will declare war on them. Yeah. When when Gavos tells Natan that he should have consulted with them before that, Natan just stands up and shoots him. No thanks, don't question me, thanks, bye. I am the leader. Yeah. Hey, remember that time where you need to shut your fucking mouth? Uh-huh. And Anteo will pay. Mm-hmm. We're already at war with the Tari. Um, I want the Odyssey found. Go find it. And everyone skitters off. But Keflin and Cam, who takes his time, yeah. when it's just the two of them, Natan's like, really, brah? Like, embarrassing me in front of my peoples? Yeah, well. Cam's like, uh, you know, people are whispering about how strong you were and how strong your leadership was. All those whispers are going to stop now, aren't they? Also, I get 20% of his territory. Gimme. Give Gimme give the thing. I did forget to mention the guest cast. Um, Gavos is played by Hawthorne James, who okay. you, you may recognize from, you know, how I mentioned Air Force One. Another classic action movie is Speed. This guy played the uh, bus driver oh. <laughs> in Speed. Sad. Imagine getting like, oh, I'm the bus driver. I'm yeah. going to be all up in this movie. Not up in that not, movie. Yeah. But not. I mean, you're in the movie. You exist you, in the you, film. You hurt for a fair amount of it. Yep. <laughs> this movie is going to be about me. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so on the bridge, Daniel and Bala are bickering because it's Daniel and Bala in a scene together. Yeah, because no matter what's happening in the world... <laughs> That's what they do. I do love that Daniel's like, you stole the Prometheus by yourself. Yeah. She's like, dude, different systems. These are damaged. And also beaming people around the same ship is risky. So like, hold your fucking horses. Yeah. And that is when Anateo calls and radios in for his goon because he missed his check-in. Mm-hmm. So Solak comes to the cargo bay because, again, someone rolled a decent perception check and yeah. Realize there's two people missing, and they find the escape hatch. Damn it! Yeah. So Sam knows what's coming. As soon as that door is detected, as Anateo comes at her with a gun, he calls over the intercom that Daniel and Vala have already forfeited Sam's life, and surrender immediately, or the rest of the crew is next. Yep. And Sam just stares back at him like with the most "fuck you." Yeah. Eat shit. Eat shit and die. I will give you zero satisfaction. Exactly. On the bridge, Daniel's like, please, do, do go. Do a thing. Do and a thing. Even if, even if Vala's not sure about it. So Sam tells Anateo that, like, no one else is going to fix a ship mm-hmm. if you kill me. And Anateo's like, well, you're not fixing it anyway. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> you got a point. And thankfully, that is when he is beamed away. Yay. Smart thinking on Vala's part. 100%. On the bridge, Daniel's like, weren't you supposed to beam Sam here? And Vala just kept nonchalantly like, nope, job's done. I did it. Vala. You said beam someone. Again, a woman after my own heart. 
couldn't be sure was going to beam Sam safely to the bridge. Yeah. So instead, she just beamed out the other person in the room. Yeah. And just beamed him Where out. did you... you just out! Just looks to out. the front window and there's Anateo, like, trying to fire his gun in space as he floats towards the window, hits it, and then drifts away. Yeah, bye-bye now. His valet just waves bye-bye. <laughs> Sam did say it was risky. Yeah. And it couldn't have happened to a worse person. <laughs> yeah. Well, now we got a ship back. Yeah, they're very quickly able to take the ship back after that. And the crew is getting this ship up and flying again. Daniel Yay. comes in. They think they have most of Anateo's men. 14, but not Solek, which we never hear from again. Yeah, you know, <laughs> reasons. Vala uh, beamed him, but not sure where. I'm assuming he's floating in space, too. I like to think that he got beamed into a wall and no, just, like, crushed. That'd be good, too. Uh, check the sewage reservoir. And I love Daniel's like, no life signs. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam fills them in so far. They have no shields, mm -hmm. no weapons, no communications, and at least a day for hyperdrive. They are sitting ducks. Yeah. This is bad, guys. We're, we're in bad times. So Natan finds Cam in Matilk. He's like, I was here interrogating him further, but he doesn't have any more information I was doing a thing. It sounds like, cool, let's kill them together. Ooh. Send a message to the Tauri. And Ken's like, I was just starting to enjoy him. Will you give him to me as a gift? Give me. And we see him low-key, like, pick up the pain yeah. stick. About time to make a big exit. Yep. Just as Natan raises his weapon, the guard rushes in, sharing that they found the Odyssey. Saved by the dumb guard. And this is where we might have some issues, though. Mm-hmm. Because the person who found... The Odyssey Yay. is Tanat. Yay. Cam's like, fuck? And just faces... The one person in this fucking gallery, gal <laughs> galaxy who knows my face. And just turns around and faces the hallway for the Christ. conversation. He's like, what's up, man? What's going on? The one person. <laughs> my goodness. So Tanev found the ship about half a day away, sent the coordinates to the bridge, and Cam quickly tries to exit stage left with Natan, but Tanev stops him, yeah. calls him by name, Cam Mitchell, bounty hunter, who double-crossed me and my partner, Jupe. Cam's like, uh, yeah. fuck. How you okay, been? okay, play it cool, play it cool, Cam, play it cool. He's like, pulls him aside. It doesn't have to do much work. Because Tanat oh, yeah. just assumes he's working a big score. Oh, yeah. The good thing is Tanat, while he recognizes Cam, doesn't recognize him as a member of SG-1. Nope. Um, and, and so they negotiate down to 25% of the profits to not tell Natan Cam's fake, I fake, fake identity. <laughs> His other, other, other alias. And Cam just gives him a pat on the shoulder as he leaves and like the layers. It is such tasty cake. Yeah. It's good times. <gasps> so Cam heads to the room with Teal'c. Um, and is like, yeah, um, I'm taking him prisoner for myself, he tells the guards. So they unchain Teal'c. Mm -hmm. And as soon as Teal'c sees the head guard, who was torturing him earlier, 
Um, she looks like I'm done. Yeah. Smashes a couple of heads together and okay, repeatedly my is out. punches the head guard in the face yeah. as Cam tries to call him off. And Teal'c just is still running on instinct and like shoves Cam against the wall. Teal'c has grown very weary of the torture. Yes. Cam's I'm like, done now. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're done. We have to go. And slowly you see Teal'c sort of refocus just, the rage. It just kind of goes to show you that Teal'c wasn't... It wasn't the torture... That yeah. was hurting him. It was the having to maintain his composure. Yeah. Knowing that he could escape this. Yes. And was, yeah. but had to be there and take it. And he's like, I'm done taking it. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> Teal'c is a motherfucking badass. So as they wake the mate to the, through the ship, Cam feels Teal'c in that Tanat, the incompetent twit, not only has a fucking mothership, but found the Odyssey. Yeah. And he saw me, and now he thinks I'm scamming Natan and wants some of the actions. So we have to jump in a ship before everyone leaves. She looks like, cool, what's the plan after that? I'm making it up as I go along. I don't know. I'll tell you the plan when it happens. Just stay nimble. <laughs> stay alert. So uh, the, the ships jump. The two mother ships jump. Yeah. And on Tanat's ship, Natan is here to see him. He knows Tanat was, or yeah, Tanat was going to deceive him, and duh, he knew it was Cam Mitchell and not Keflin all along. We caught them trying to leave my ship. Tanat's like, uh, I was, I was not deceiving you. I was luring Cam here to turn him over to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he's like, that's the stupidest goddamn thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And Tanet just, like, grovels for a while. Uh-huh. This is where I was like, is it Cam or is it Teal? Is it Cam or is it Teal? Which one's doing it? I couldn't tell which one was doing it. Well, I mean, is Teal really going to say that many words? No, and that's why I was like, oh, it's Cam again. Yeah. Teal's solution would just be, I go break things and we take yeah, control of the ship. break your face. So both ships arrive at the Odyssey's location. Mark picks them up on the sensors, but also you have a giant fucking window in front of you where you can see them. <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah. need sensors. They're right there. <laughs> Daniel sits very uncomfortably in the captain's chair, which I kind of loved how we kept, yeah. like, he couldn't. He's like, I don't like this one. It was a combination of the chair is weird slouchy, but then, like, he had, like, the long trench coat, and, like, oh, yeah. I, someone who wear, wore long trench coats and capes a lot, like, you, there's a certain way you have to sit with them. Yeah. Um, and, and he, he tells Sam that they may need the hyperdrive ahead of schedule, like, in, like, ten seconds, <laughs> if you could. And, and Sam and Vala are like, Nah, stall. <laughs> so we're about to see Daniel stall. This will be fun. So they have less than listen for all of three seconds that he can stall them. Listen, there, there's two. I don't know how high Daniel you think would rank high on the people that would be able to stall someone. Yeah. But here's what happened. Daniel took a lot of skill points <laughs> in persuasion. Yeah. None in deception. No, none in deception. So they have less than 30% shields, only real guns are online, and they're being hailed. It is Natan, who recognizes Daniel. Uh-huh. As Daniel turns on that false charm. Yeah. Where's Anatea, you ask? Well, he was here for a while, and then he had to go. 
He needed to get some fresh air. And Natan can scan the ship. He knows it's broken. He goes, surrender or be destroyed. Sure. <laughs> sure, we surrender. Um, but the issue is we don't know how you're going to board us because our rings are down and the 302 bays don't have atmosphere. I mean, we, I can try to beam you over. I mean, come on over and then you'll die getting here. So bye. Uh, and Natan just cuts the feed and charges weapons. Yeah, Sam, stalling is done. Yeah, I I didn't do it well. <laughs> Sam, I fucked up. I rolled a one. Yeah. Uh, Sam is clearly not ready yet to... There's no hyperdrive yet. Yeah. And I like when Daniel's like, you should probably re- prepare to return fire. And Mark's <laughs> like, for the record, bro, I'm always prepared. You did. That's literally my job. Do you know what my secret is? I'm always angry. Yeah, I'm always angry. You see this giant button here? Yeah. This is what I do. And Daniel's like, I don't know. I just thought I was supposed to say something. Uh, I just felt very Shatner-esque. On Tanat's ship, Natan uh-huh. orders the crew to fire on the other attack ship. Which is very confusing for the bridge crew <laughs> yeah. and Tanat. He's like, don't question my tactics. Well, that fucking, ship is full of traitors who want to unseat me and you're going to be richly rewarded. Do what you got to do. Just fire on the ship and destroy it. And we see in space Tanat's ship firing on the other Hatak ship. And then another Tanat in it. Or which confuses everyone on the Odyssey until Teal radios in from that mothership being like, hey, we're in a pickle. <laughs> Can you beam us up? Help. Help, help. Um, and for sure, and Mark locks on to their trackers. On on Tanat's ship, Natan shows up on FaceTime, which is really confusing <laughs> since You're Natan right here. is right here. The one on FaceTime is like, why the fuck are you firing on us? And and Tanat and the crew is really confused because um. next... And that's... That's not Natan. That's, that's Cam. Yeah. Pre- remember when Cam hit him on the shoulder? Yep. Um, yeah. Cam I mean, just waves as he's beamed away. Yeah. Got a blast. I, I mean, did you ever think you were going to get that kind of conversation and respect from the actual Natan? <laughs> like, even the way Cam did it, as aggressive and mean yeah. as it was, was still nicer. Yes. It's like, bro, you should have known something. Well, I up. think Tanette thinks a little more of himself. That's true. That's very true. So Cam and Tilk arrive with, with musical cues on the Odyssey. Yay. Cam wants to know why Daniel's sitting in the captain's chair, and Daniel wants to know why Cam is wearing that, and it's all a long story. Yeah. I figured it out. We had a, we had a moment. We had a moment, guys, where the dog was about to pull all the cords. He figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> the, the issue was not that he wanted to go bark at something. The issue was that he was about to pull everything off the table. Yeah, he figured it out. He's still going to bark. Yeah. So, Natan tells Tanat that you are the biggest fool of two galaxies and just hangs up. <laughs> and and I love when Tanat just admits to his crew, he's like, I, um, I, I, I done fucked up. Yep. Yeah, it's almost did. sad. Like, you almost feel for him. A, a little tiny bit. In the engine room... But then you remember that he would have done the same fucking oh, shit. 100%. But I love the scene in the engine room where Sam's like, you can't, that's the wrong crystal, you can't put that there. And then Vala's like, shrugs, puts it there anyway. So the silly. Whole, the whole system lights up. She's like, that almost never normally works. Yeah. And with that, 
The Odyssey can GTFO. Yay. Well, the two Hatak ships just fire at each other. Yay. And Tanat curses Cam Mitchell as the ship explodes. <laughs> the end of Tanat. So the Odyssey flies home through hyperspace. Yep. Daniel and Cam walk and talk that, you know, Cam was just gambling that no one else in Tanat's ship would know what Natan looked like and the chemical still worked after half an hour. Yeah. Apparently it did. If if none of those worked, then him he had a pissed off Jaffa. Yeah, that's always help good. him take the ship by force and then just smack him around a little and be like rage. Yeah. And so they meet up with Sam and Vala coming off the elevator. Said Jaffa is still in the infirmary because the big boy got be- beat up yeah, a little bit. Pretty bad. And before Cam can tell Vala about all of his exploits, Sam tells him that she got the long range communications working and told Earth that they're on the way home. Cam's like. Maybe we should add that we declared war on the Lucian Alliance. Uh, by the tiny little bit of uh, she's like, yeah, a little I, extra detail. I did. <laughs> and fade out. I feel like she's like, hey, we got the ship. We got it running. Uh, we're on our way back. Don't ask questions. Um, also, we declared war on the Lucian Alliance. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that call went. Yep. <laughs> All right, communications are out again. Gotta go, bye. Going through a tunnel! <laughs> uh, this was fun in this. It's just a nice little, like, build up, like a good little dungeon. And there was a lot that happened. There was a yeah. lot of storylines. It's very this one. heisty, very dungeon y. Yeah. Uh, it was just chock full of things. Um, I enjoyed it, and I like that we still had a little bit of moments of humor. Yes. Um, and I think we're all glad to see Anateo die. Yeah, he was space. gross. Yeah. Uh, that was the best, one of my favorite deaths. Yeah. For a bad it's guy. It's a good, it's a quality death. Yeah. Um, what's, what's next? Next is Stargate Atlantis. Uh-huh. Uh, season three, episode Phantoms. <gasps> Phantoms. Phantoms. Not the Ben Affleck movie, I'm guessing. Want a phantom? Don't you want a phantom? Phantoms? <laughs> that may be my AKA. Nice. Want a phantoms? Yep. Okay, it's about to get crazy out here, yeah. so I'm going to wrap things up. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Um, we'll see you next week. Until then, you know where to find us on Twitter. We're at Tara Podcast. Facebook, There's No Place Like Tara. Email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. Patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Tara. Rate us, like us, review us where you get your podcast. We'll see you guys then. Bye. 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 Yeah.